what is good my spiritual sidekicks so i kind of thought i was gonna get a little sleepy but i'm not there yet plus i'm super excited to kind of read what's happening um in the previous podcast i was just kind of working through how the collective can benefit from the pisces and aries energy that we have coming up and um in that in that discussion, I pulled up an article, and that's what I'm going to go through now. So let's get into it because it's going to be a little bit on the longer side, and I'm going to try to put a timestamp. It might be off by maybe a couple of seconds, but um, let's get into it. So, <clears throat> um, I'm reading from Shani nicholas.com and it's titled horoscopes for mercury and aries 2022 and don't worry it's going to tell us in the article when we're going to go into that energy bearing in mind that mercury is all about communication i'm sure they'll elaborate some more on that and then we're going to look at the qualities of aries and this is for the collective and also giving you a heads up um it um there she's gonna go who's the author here it doesn't say who the author is, but they're going to go by your how it's going to affect you if it's in your sun sign or your rising sign. And you guys know I'm a huge proponent for you going by your rising sign because that's your mission. That's what you came here for. Um, I need to double check if it's the same as your north node. But basically, yeah, it's important for you to understand your rising sign. So let's get into it. So it says, read your horoscope for Mercury in Aries. Mercury gets to the point. I love that, okay? Mercury empties out its waterlogged winged messenger shoes when it comes to the fantasy-saturated waters of Pisces on March 27th. Um, Yeah, so we're already in March 30th. So at the time that I'm recording this, it has already happened. So I love it here. There's that visualization. Mercury has emptied its its messenger shoes, its winged messenger shoes, um, and leaving, like we talked about, Pisces' rosy rosy lensed, rose-colored lenses, so that fantasy-saturated waters. Love the, the imagery that they're painting here. It says, sprinting through Aries in only two weeks, Mercury demonstrates in real time that you can say just as much in a few words. Direct and to the point is how Mercury moves in Aries. It, if it, if it, I think there's a little bit of grammar in there. If it floats through Pisces, Okay, here we go. If it's float through Pisces, scratch the itch to meander through the non-linear reaches of her mind, then its speed walks through Aries while its speed walk through Aries will satisfy the parts of ourselves that that have grown impatient within an abundance of whimsy. Beautiful language. I hope you're picking up on the language here. Um, in the last podcast, you could hear me talking about how you're going to have that push and pull, the flow, and then impulse action. And so even the words like floating through Pisces, meandering, nonlinear, and then speed walking through Aries to, to um, satisfy, right? It's about impulse. 
growing impatience, abundance, and then back into the whimsy of, of Pisces. Beautiful language, very well written right here. If you want to be heard, give it to them straight so they can't claim to be confused. Okay? Simple, clear-cut directions are not an efficiency hack. That's just how maps are supposed to work. Love this energy, I think, especially as I'm getting ready to do tomorrow's um, wealth and entrepreneur and business oracle. Um, I Yeah, there it is. She's going to go into how long this energy is going to be with us. But I think that if you're doing any type of communication in your business place, um, business meetings, um, with coworkers, colleagues, supervisors, as a boss, um, as a business owner, um, even with family, if you're a teacher, right? Any any of these areas, this energy you're being called to be clear cut and direct and simple and efficient, short, sweet, and to the point. It says, "Epiphanies carve a path to solutions." I just love this language because Epiphanies is both a Pisces and an Aries thing. Epiphanies is all about dreaming. Um, Aries is all about that sudden impulse, that sudden download. In fact, let me just for the richness of this type in the word. You guys know um, that. I, and, and this will, I think that understanding these definitions will really help us with the flow for the rest of the content. It says here, um, Epiphany, um, a manifestation of a divine or supernatural being. What is an example of an epiphany? Um, an epiphany moment, an aha moment, okay? The moment when a character is suddenly struck with a life-changing realization, which changes the rest of their story. Oh, you guys, this is so freaking cool. And it says, epiphanies carve a path to solutions. Right? So we're talking about a suddenly struck with the life-changing realization about the change. A realization which changes the rest of of your story, the rest of your life. Right? Um, Dealing with solutions. It says... The most candid, no-filter conversations and epiphanies beam through on April 2nd. A triple conjunction of Mercury, Chiron, and the Sun wipes our windshields clean and gives us the confidence to go where it hurts. Now, y'all already kind of know, those of you who've been with me on this journey, um, if I'm not mistaken, Chiron is one of the co-rulers with Virgo. Um, Virgo is also ruled by Chiron on Mercury. Chiron is more of like the wounded healer. Um, and it also revisits things that have to do with your childhood is what I know about from now. Um, but, um, let's see what else it says. Yeah, that's why it says it gives us the confidence to go where it hurts. It says, a wounded ego is not necessarily an obstacle to healing, but the subject of it. These learnings are meant to be taken as medicine. Y'all, I'm, I just bear with me. This is probably going to be a long podcast. Um, I really hope that you're getting the richness and the beauty for what it is. I am a visual person, so I am really soaking in everything that I'm seeing with the words and really taking it to heart and the synchronicity is there. 
but we talked about Chiron, the wounded ego, and it says it's not necessarily an obstacle to healing, you know, and I love it because those of you who've been listening to the messages bit by bit, we've been exploring what it means to look at things like chaos and mood swings and now wounded ego from a 5D perspective, which is neutral. Um, I've mentioned before, 3D, 4D is more like good and bad. And so here we are, you know, we would have thought like, oh, if you have a wounded ego, you've got to heal it. You've got to do all these things. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to eliminate it. And here we are in this energy where it's saying, you know, I think it's just so nurturing this is kind of like giving me mother earth energy like divine mother energy it's kind of like it's okay my love like it's not an obstacle okay we're just going to it's just a subject but it's not something that's going to hinder you it's not something that's going to keep you back it's not a limiting belief my love it's just something that we're going to go through and it's that it's there, but it's not you. And it doesn't define you. And it's not somewhere where you stay stuck. And it's not something that is viewed as negative. It says these learnings are meant to be taken as medicine. And you know, the thing I'm just soaking up from this message is that um, I've mentioned this before, and it's funny, it's coming up. But um, one of the things I've been noticing, I've been tracking as I've been doing the erotic astrology for each of the signs, I'm starting to get better versed at what each of them bring to the table or, or what you're learning from each of those people, if that's your romantic love interest or somebody that you're intimate with. And one of the things I said about Pisces is Pisces is all about lessons. Um, and one of those lessons is learning to let go, right? And so here it is. It says these learnings are meant to be taken as medicine. And, you know, um, <laughs> we're kind of being gently reminded, like sometimes even when you think about it as a kid, I remember like we grew up, the way we grew up was kind of like very natural remedies I remember getting some nasty stuff but it's been so long but I remember there was something where you just really did not want to take it down but mom was right and that stuff made you feel better I remember one of the things that they gave us was cod liver oil I think just about every child has had that and I remember the older we got, my mom finally got like this like lemon flavored cod liver oil type of a thing. But listen, that stuff nasty. Okay. Um, there was another oh golden seal, yo. Ooh, this taking me back. Right? Um lessons are meant to be taken as medicine, and I've been talking about I think for me, one of the things I'm trying to highlight with, with you as my tribe is understand that these energies, these planetary placements are not happening to you. They're happening for you. And I will mention, and then we'll move on. I really did not like Chiron at all. Um, and it's just even with the last two to three months that I understand the role it plays in my chart. Um, it's like I can fight it or I can embrace it. And so 
It's understanding Chiron energy is not here to harm me or to harm any of us in the collective, right? But it's here to help us deal and flush with, you know, like I mentioned, Chiron, sometimes what comes up, it depends on you and your, you know, how it affects you. But for me, it brings up childhood stuff. And anytime it comes up, like I hate having to go into anything that has to do with my childhood. And I remember I would intentionally, like if I knew it was coming up, I would just block it and I would work hard and I would focus and really drown out that energy. But now I'm learning to just kind of like, you know, romance it or kind of flirt with it a little bit. I haven't really run run up to the Chiron energy in my chart and what it means, but I understand it's supposed to be medicine and medicine is meant to heal. It's supposed to be a supplement and it's there to help us. When you think of supplementary, uh, uh, planetary supplements, these energies are happening for us to heal us, to bandage the wounds, for us to, to remove the toxins or any of the adversities that we have so that we can be healthier, right? Woo, y'all, let's keep going. So it says, Mercury is also taking its cues from Mars. Excuse me, y'all. I just had <laughs> I just had a fruit salad with honey and a little bit of Himalayan salt. It's supposed to be potassium and Himalayan salt and honey is supposed to help me fall asleep. So let me try to, to take on some of this energy and keep this short and sweet. It says, Mercury is also taking its cues from Mars in Aquarius. Ah, we're going to have to um, study that. Mars in Aquarius. It says, Mars is doing some heavy lifting to negotiate its way through an obstacle. By the time Mercury links up to Mars and Saturn on April 7th and 8th, it, it'll be somewhat easier to talk about solutions or at least the remaining options. That is great energy. Just keep that in mind for any other things that you have. Love, work you know, family, friends. With Mercury scoring Pluto on April 10th, just before it decamps to Taurus, hmm, we know where it's this train of thought is going. It's time to say what everyone is thinking, but no, they're not supposed to say. It says your Mercury and Aries horoscope are meant to be read as inspiration. You know both if you know both your rising and sun sign, please read both horoscopes. You'll know which one resonates more for you. Take what works for you and leave the rest. If you want to share this work, please credit the source by quoting it and providing a link to this post and website. Thank you for your support for spreading the word around. We really appreciate it. The following horoscopes are written by Steph Koifman, Lady Kazimi. Okay, so let's get into it. Starting off with Aries. So if you are an Aries sun or Aries rising. Okay, so 15 minutes. Let me put that really quickly on my on my notepad. Um, 15 minutes. 15 is Aries. Let's go. It says, after a period of fumbling through your subconscious and bursts of Morse code, you know how you have, yeah, like if you're blind, pretty sure. Wait, or is Morse code the sound one? 
do 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 whatever the right words find you so after a period of fumbling through your subconscious in the burst of morse code the right words find you the next couple of weeks are for transcribing your dream journal scratchings into legible notes you can fold into your autobiography you too become more direct in the process if there's something you need to get off your chest the transmission comes through with fewer glitches Navigation is set to the quickest route. Even with traffic up ahead, you'll get there faster by staying the course and resisting the temptation to take the back roads. <laughs> I love it. The clarity that floods your awareness on April 2nd will bring relief, even if it also touches a raw nerve. It's tricky to see our own wounds and for what they are our own wounds for what they are, no matter how tangible or intangible. Naming our pain goes hand in hand with naming ourselves. It's not a printing error, but a fundamental thread in your story. Mm. Okay, now if you have Taurus, so so let's just make that 17. Let me type it in. So at 17 minutes, it's Taurus. Okay, so... 17 minutes. So if you are a Taurus sun or Taurus rising, it says writer's block block or mental vacation. Oh my gosh, this is so good for my friend. I'm going to send this to her. Writer's block or mental vacation. What might feel like a momentary signal loss for your creativity could actually just be your mind computer's way of saying it's in sleep mode. If you've been a while, if it's been a while since you've turned it off and on again, allow a breath for some necessary program updates. Okay, so then again, it's not all shouting into the void. Turning inward helps you tune into the subliminal frequencies that normally evade your awareness. A clear, direct transmission from your subconscious may offer a slightly rude (laughs) but vital awakening. So for um, Aries, it was kind of like something might touch on one of your raw nerves. But for you, Taurus, it's going to be kind of like a little bit of a slight rude awakening, but it's going to be very clear and um, direct transmission. Becoming unblocked requires a willingness to say certain things to yourself before you even say them to others. So pay attention to your self-talk. Love it. It says a lightning bolt of insight fires through your synapses on April 2nd. The aftershocks bring medicine in their wake. Hmm. Most of us spend a long time lying to ourselves because the true nature and scope of our pain becomes clear. Hmm, that's that Chiron energy. I think if I'm not mistaken, Taurus has um, some Chiron relationship too. Um, But we will see because Taurus is coming up next. I'm super excited to explore what all of that means and understand it a little bit better. Um... Like I mentioned, I have a Taurus friend, but um, we are complete opposites um, on this spectrum. So it's like, I just want to understand what my polar opposite is. So it says, summon courage to go boldly where it's hardest to go. Okay, so we're going to do 1930 for Gemini. Let me type it in here. 1930 
for Gemini. All right, let's get into it. So it says here, so this is if you have a Gemini sun or Gemini rising. If you're tapped to be the spokesperson, know that it's because the rest of the group sees you as a truth-slinging straight talker. Facts on facts. <laughs> Gemini is all about facts, right? Straight talkers, truth-slinging truth slinging straight talker. You um, can't speak for anyone else, sure. But you can become a clear, direct channel for the sentiments of the collective. Then again, maybe you're meant to spend the next two weeks weaving an enthusiastic connective tissue between your people. Okay, so that's something for you to think about. Your social calendar becomes especially active under the spell. The probability of chance encounters crescendos as you efficiently work the room. So crescendo is just like in a term in music where it gets louder and louder, right? Probability of meeting, you know, different people, chance encounters, crescendos as you efficiently work the room. Maybe crowdsourcing your way to enlighten to enlightenment is ultimately the way out of a tough existential quandary you're coming up against. Crowdsourcing. Hmm. Don't have time, but I would say maybe Google that word and find out what that means. Crowdsourcing your way to enlightenment is ultimately the way to get you out of a tough existential quandary you're coming up against. Maybe engaging in discourse is not exasperating, but the way through. You're likely circle in you'll likely circle in on the heart of the matter on April 2nd. The matter of belonging versus not belonging is often riddled with ancient wounds. So there's that Chiron energy for you, Gemini. Understanding your place in society is often a matter of gazing at your own insecurities, then gazing beyond them. Love that. Okay, so next we're going to do Cancer and Cancer Rising. Let's say that's going to be at the 22-minute mark. So 22, 22 is then uh, Cancer. All right. So, so if you're Cancer, Sun or Cancer Rising, oh, I like it. It says, publish that post, boo. I added the boo part. <laughs> publish that blog post. Um, make that idea known to the world. Air a secret whose time has come. Woo. Tell it all. Spill the tea. It says, hell, go live for anyone who might be listening and just riff. You don't need to be super scripted for this particular press tour, but it will help to be candid to be candidly and refreshingly honest. Not everyone needs to see the full extent of the grief or the trauma or the ghosts that may be catching up to you right now. <laughs> but your openness is a survival strategy for outmaneuvering alienation and shame. That is so beautiful and I can see how that would be so such a healing message for you, Cancer. Um, and so it says... Your openness is a survival strategy for outmaneuvering alienation and shame. You know, and I think that it, it's so funny because it says here too, but I'm tapping into it. It's kind of like not everyone is going to see 
and needs to see the grief and the trauma. But that tells me that kind of, you know, having been through it myself, it resonates, right? But it's something about you that you have overcome, you are a victor, and your story needs to be told. And um, I think one of the things that came up earlier in this one, if not in the previous podcast, we were talking about the transition between um, Pisces to Aries, I think was talking about inspired action um, and something about aligned with vision. This is where you really going to shine through, I feel like, Cancer you're going to be that inspired, inspiring person. I think that because um, you are being encouraged to keep it short and sweet and direct, I think that some people who have seen you go through the things and they just see you talking about the highlights and being open and talking about the survival and the victor, not the victimhood, because remember, you could feel the pull because of we're still kind of dealing with some Pisces energy coming up. Um, for the rest of 2022 in Jupiter, you it's easy for you to want to revisit what it means to to really talk about the victimhood that you went through. But you're going to find a way to really share the victory. And I think that in you being open and really talking about things that other people might feel like they're ashamed of again not focusing on the the struggle but the 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 victory the the inspiration the survival the strategy how you made it how they can make it um what your fundamentals were what your why um your motivation that's really going to inspire people i'm so excited for that um so excited for that. And I I just want to pay a little bit more attention with you and what, what you're going through too, because um, like I, I mentioned in the last podcast, but I'll mention it really quickly here for you. Um, Mercury is going into Aries and a little bit later in April, and it's going to, that's where you're going to feel again, that push for you to, um, let me just check, because we are talking about, Mer- yeah, Mercury and Aries. So it's encouraging you to, um, oh my, where is it? There's different forms of communication. Some of you are going to feel more comfortable with the publishing. Some of you are going to feel more um, comfortable with the art. Some of you are going to feel more comfortable with the um, um, spoken, but definitely go for it. Okay. It says, once you start talking, you might find that the momentum carries you until you've unburdened yourself. Big healing revelations flood in on April 2nd, helping you to see old insecurities about your reputation for who, for what they really are. By April 7th and 8th, your candor will have loosened a few knots. Keep going until you reach the live edge of the live edge of the forbidden zone beautiful energy okay let's do one more leo rising and that's going to be on 27 minute mark 27 minute mark is going to be um leo all right so let's do that one and then i'm going to close out the segment so if you are leo sun or leo rising it says relentless begets more relentless restlessness that is unless you can fling yourself far enough from home that when you do eventually return to what's familiar it feels refreshing to have come full circle 
This brief two-week sprint might coincide with a much-needed vacation. Though travel can do wonders for your spirit, remember that the most dynamic adventures are the ones you take in your mind. I love that. You might want to look into astrocartography and see where it's a good place for you to travel. So some of this may boil down to your efforts to clearly articulate your politics and cosmologies. Forgo the overwrought academic speak that hides its meaning behind an elegant tangle of complexities. If you can't explain it to someone like they're five years old, that that might be a sign that you don't fully understand it either. Embrace this invitation into further exploration. Going directly to the source of any existential confusion can lead to some painful and poignant realizations on April 2nd. So that's that Chiron energy. From there, your real education may truly begin. So I'm going to close off here and I'm going to... Um, go into recording for Vogo Virgo up next. All right, here we go. Okay, so we are now um, exploring if you have a Virgo sun or Virgo rising. So it says, you might feel somewhat alienated from your personal and professional identity right now, but this is a momentary blip in time. Treat it like a knot to be eagerly unraveled. It's bound to be bound up with your own fears and anxieties. And I love the wordplay here. I want to remind you as as a fellow person that has Virgo placements, remember that our like mantra or our statement is I analyze, right? So when it's talking about treating the knot to be eagerly unraveled, um, now you're taking the knot and you're going to analyze it before you try to start pulling, you know, different parts of the knots apart, you have to kind of analyze it a little bit. But it's just saying, treat it like a knot to be eagerly unraveled. It's almost like a puzzle, right? It says, you two are bound up with ideas, lineages, and hurts of everyone who's ever influenced you. And so I like this because this is talking about that Chiron energy that I read in the intro, right? And so if this is, this person wrote so well, it says, you are bound with ideas, with lineages and hurts of everyone who's ever influenced you. This is not a tangle to extract yourself from, but a necessary symbiosis to be um, candidly explored. In that sense, your identity is never entirely yours alone. Acknowledging the people who have made you who you are is an essential part of claiming your own name. <laughs> Y'all, and this is this is really I um this resonates because you know I've been noticing that we've been getting assistance in understanding what a 5D approach is to the things that we've been dealing with in a 3D and 4D way. And I can tell you just right off the bat, I you know, this is so healing to me because sometimes and because of the things I've been through, and I'm sure everyone, right? This is what I love. This is really could just tie to anyone in the collective. We all have been through some stuff, right? The whether it's through lineages 
or ideas in, in terms of the systems and how people think around us of, you know, for example, what it is to be a woman or to be a man or to be a certain race or a certain ethnicity, to be a certain age or to be a certain body type or to speak or come from a certain education or from a certain demographic or, or region, right? Um, also, I'm sure at this point, a lot of us have dated and we've been in those intimate relationships. We've had friendships. I mean, those things stem from childhood to elementary school and, and friends that you form in adulthood. And maybe if in some way we can admit, maybe you're a little bit like me too. My thought process is, well, I, I just completely erase this person out of my life and, you know, kind of ghost them from my my past, then that's how I heal. But this is saying here, and they talked about it in the intro, but I think that out of everything I've read for all the horoscope signs, I think that this one really gives a little bit more light on what they meant by that. But it says here, acknowledging the people who have made you um, who you are is an essential part of claiming your own name. And it takes us back to that energy of like um, lotus love. I've talked, I have podcasts on that one if you type in like lotus love, but it kind of has to do with this whole idea of um, um, the umbilical cord when it detaches. You're always going to have a bond with that person. There's always going to be that shared moment and um, you honor it for what it was and the time that you had it. Um, and and it just is what it is, right? You just unravel it and you understand it. Um, and that's something I'm going to be working through myself. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> it says, whether you spend this period in contemplation or actively sorting out a debt, tax issue, or, co- or collaboration of some kind, keep it candid and simple. Y'all, I'm going to so take that to mind too, because um, there, the temptation is there to want to overanalyze and to go so deep when really this energy is really reminding us to keep it short, direct, simple, and to the point, straightforward. And it's reminding us here for us Virgos, just keep it candid and simple. Okay, just kind of keep the that as you're moving forward for the next couple of weeks. It says you can get very deep without getting very complicated, right? And I know my Virgos, if you're like that sun or that rising or maybe in any other placements, you know we can get pretty um, <laughs> overanalyzed. So that is just a gentle reminder there. It says it's important to be able to talk frankly about money and the various ghosts that haunt us with the people who are implicated. And um, you know, it's, it's interesting here too, because I think that Virgos, what I'm learning is I might come across as somebody who talks a lot about money. Virgos are most of the people I met in when I was in the finance or insurance sector, most of them were Virgos. Um, but I think that, you know, we deal with money and sometimes we can feel imprinted or like I said, in the past ideas about money. We can be shamed for talking about it or our views on it and how we're mastering it and how we're growing and multiplying it. Um, and because we're human, sometimes we're still making mistakes or those type of things. But um, 
Here it's inviting us to just be frank about money. And this really drives home the point when I've been talking to the collective is each one of us have a role and each one of us have a significance. And um, I really enjoyed reading for for cancer also too, because they're going to be sharing their story about what it means to be victors in a way that's really going to inspire others. And each of the different signs will do it in their own different way. But I think for Virgo, it's like, we have to learn how to master this and our, our communication style. Um, one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast with the planetary placements was the importance of being able to teach. And some of the energy we could be going through right now, it's kind of like, we don't, we know what we're good at, but we don't want to have to talk to anybody about it or um, have to teach anyone about it. But this one, we're being taught with this Mercury in, in Aries to, to talk frankly about money. And if we don't, we do the rest of the collective a disservice, right? So it's important to talk about, frankly, about money and the various ghosts that haunt us with the people who are implicated, you know, and it's funny because I'm thinking about it now. It's like, what does that mean for if you have parents, you know, what it, what are your plans for making sure that they're taken care of and, you know, um, what does it mean to share those responsibilities with your siblings? What does it mean like for me and, and future generations that are coming behind me to make sure that they can get through college and get the housing and the resources that they need? What does it mean to have, um, if, if you have any with friends or how you're paying your employees or how you're being paid, frank conversations about money. Okay. It says that this nerve this conversation might touch a nerve on April 2nd, but you'll re relish the refreshingly simple truth it endows with you. It might hurt to finally see the pure naked math of it all, but at least there's something you can work with. And that's just kind of going back to that um, Pisces energy. I'm sorry, going back to that um, Chiron energy. And that lets me know, like, I think, so um, April 2nd, I believe that is a Saturday, so I will try to do a self-care message for that one just so that we have something to kind of fall back on, and I'll kind of keep that in mind. But um, you can think of ways of how you're going to just practice a little bit of self-care to just deal with a little bit of the hurt when you see that the how the math is nothing and the naked math of it all, um, but let's work through it. All right, so I'm going to say at 19.30, we'll do Libra. So let me type that in. I have to do the math on that one because I think it's 19.30 minus 2 or, or plus 28. Okay, so if you're a Libra sun or Libra rising, it says, when in doubt, talk it out. <laughs> because realistically remaining in a closed loop of over-analysis is exactly the sort of thing that frequently trips you up. So my Libra, I have Libra friends, and we I just finished doing the um, Zodiac for Virgo, and it's so interesting that we're side by side with Virgo and Libra, but it seems like both of us have that idea of over-analysis, right? It says a closed loop of over-analysis is exactly the sort of thing that frequently trips you up. 
Others may not understand that you do this in order to minimize any pain and confusion your own ambiguity could cause. And I get it because, um, Libra, you have the scales. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about you. It's learning how to balance to make sure that there's justice, that it's equitable, that it's fair, that you're not causing harm to any other persons or any other parties. And you're figuring that out for yourself and um, figuring it out for what it means for others. I think that um, our um, Aries friends can learn from this one because if anybody's going to learn, if anybody's going to really think through what their actions mean and the consequences, it's going to be Libra. And I almost wonder what those relationships look like between an Aries and a Libra, where you're seeing Aries just um, jumping into action without really thinking of consequences and how it affects others versus with you, Libra, having a little bit more restraint and thinking about how it affects you, how it affects the collective, how it affects those around you. But um, the key here is not to get so like you know, hung up on, on the details. It says, but you can avoid a great deal of second guessing and spinning your wheels right now by simply engaging in dialogue with someone. You know what? This makes sense, y'all. Like, my dad, he's a Libra. This so makes so much sense. And I see him dealing with this kind of thing. But with that being said, he's also very much masculine energy. And I will say this, it's not an excuse, but um, when you start to understand how men operate, men are not really going to move until there's an absolute need to move. Um, whereas women, we kind of go with, we're talking each step of the way. And again, it depends. There could be some outliers. So one of the things um, we're going through a real estate transaction and I kept telling him, like, you're paying this realtor it's okay for you to just simply engage in conversation, just ask the question, just get the ball rolling. And for him, you know, because of him, I think with him being a man, but then also um, the Libra part that he's balancing, it's just kind of like, well, let me figure things out and then I will ask. And it's like, well, you're just going to carry that burden and that weight and that question and still ask them, and you're, there's no way you're going to be able to guess what their reply is going to be, and you might as well just get the conversation going. This is so real. I would say this is legitimate advice. Um, if you're a young Libra, <laughs> I would say if you can learn this right here, carry this energy with you through the rest of your life, it says, but a great deal, you can avoid a great deal of second guessing and spinning your wheels right now by simply engaging in a dialogue with someone that's going to carry you far i promise you because i've seen it um trying to think of my two libra girlfriends it almost makes me wonder i think and again it's because we're girls we sit and we talk and we chat things through maybe there might be a little bit of reservation there but i notice the difference between the genders of the male and, and female so just something to think about it says once the conversation gets going it settles into the most refreshingly straightforward groove. It doesn't take an epic poem to let someone else know how you really feel. The contracts that prioritize clear mutual understanding 
excuse me, over self-protection are often the ones with the least amount of legal jargon. So it's just reminding you, we've been seeing this through each of the zodiacs. Keep it clear, short, concise, sweet, and short to the point, direct, straightforward. It says communication rings loudest and truest on April 2nd. Someone might hurt your feelings or they might merely touch a nerve. And I'm going to be so careful, you guys, because like I said, this is part of my subconscious, just like learning to, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, especially my Libra friends and family. So I'm just going to try to pay attention to, to how I'm communicating, especially more so because Libras are so special and so precious. And I see that the work that you do for people around you, so... If somebody does really tick you off on the wrong way around that time, I know that you're a loving person. I don't want you to feel that you should have to tolerate. Um, I'm pretty sure that if anybody's going to understand that they probably are just going with the flow unconsciously, subconsciously, um, it's not fair to you. But at the same time, too, it's just... I hate it because I understand it now. Like my parents, my, especially my dad, would be like wanting me to be the bigger person. But um, just just know that I definitely empathize with you on on any of that energy that you might be going through, um, and what that means. But understand that you are worth, you know, not being uh, emotionally taken care of, like uh, taken for granted like that. Okay. So it says, um, important insights tumble across the access point of what stings and smarts today. And um, Libra, all of us, like each of the Zodiacs have been getting um, what it means to deal with the Chiron energy in our own different way. Some of them are a little bit, I would consider from my perspective, a little bit more painful or a little bit more of like a, a... smack and so here it's saying for yours it says important insights tumble through the access point of what's things and smarts yours sounds a little bit more painful but i think it's it's almost because you're so critical of yourself and making a move in the first place that when the math comes in which was i think was for virgo like the math math in or whatever it's kind of like it, it just hurts you a little bit more but we're all going through it. And um, like I mentioned, I think on Saturday, April 2nd, I'll go ahead and do a self-care message because a lot of us are going to be dealing with the energy and dealing with truth and reality. And even though it can be refreshing, some of us are going to feel it a little bit more to our core. And I think, Libra, you're going to be one of those, right? That's just a little bit more self-critical um, just because of your makeup. Um, and, and learning how to navigate when somebody's kind of like stepping on your toes and you're being the bigger person and you took so much thought and care into making sure that you weren't stepping on their toes and, and how they were going to be affected and making sure that you were straightforward and you were direct and you were concise and they just come in and just like, you know, just verbally vomit on your feelings and your emotions and mess with your spirituality a little bit. So it says here, a great deal of what's really being discussed during this time might really boil down to creative and sexual frustration. Hey, Libra. (laughs) I can't wait to get to your erotic astrology. Listen, (laughs) 
So this is a great, um, interesting. You might want to make a note in your journal what this means. Every time you, you get into Mercury into Aries, what this means for the future. Um, but yeah, during this time, it says you'll, it could boil down to creative and sexual frustration. <clears throat> it says, or maybe you're just not having enough fun for any of this to feel equitable. Make a beeline with your words aimed directly at the source of what's bothering you. Mm. I know that has to be a, a very helpful um, approach. And I, again, I get the sense that this is something you can take with you for the rest of your life. Okay. Make a beeline with your words. Okay. Aim directly at the source of what's bothering you. Not the person, but the source, like the emotion, uh, you know. Um, I know there was talk about the ego, but I trust that you will be able to kind of take this and, and work with it and do the inner work that you need to. It says, by April 7th and 8th, some knots begin to loosen. <laughs> and I love it because when, when I the first time I saw knots was in Virgo. And how we need to loosen it, unravel it um, with enthusiasm. And so here you are also with the knots um, analogy. Um, And that has to do a little bit with analyzing the situation and then going in and and pulling from where you need to to unravel some things. Okay, so we're going to go to 19. Let's go to 20. So at the 20 minute mark, we're going to go to Scorpio. All right, so here we go. Scorpio Sun and Scorpio Rising. It says, you understand, perhaps better than most people, how much flexibility is required for togetherness. At the seams of our intersecting lives, there is always curiosity and open-mindedness and a healthy amount of chaos. (coughs) Wow, that is deep, you guys. We've been t- we talked a little bit about um, for those of you who are tuning into this and might want a supplementary message, um, the sacred, no no no, the self care that we did last on Saturday, um, healthy amount of chaos, and I'm also going to do another um, self care oracle this come on April second. <clears throat> it says here at the seams of our intersecting lives, there's curiosity open-mindedness, and a healthy amount of chaos. And I think the reason I'm kind of taken back with this is Scorpio is fixed, but um, this is some of the healthiest energy I've seen, not just for the other signs, but I think just for Scorpio. Scorpio within the last couple of years have been going through some stuff and some grimy energy. So to see that you're in a place where you understand the importance of flexibility coming from being fixed, You've done a lot of growth. Open-mindedness, right? Because again, fixed is kind of like, I see, but I'm going to stand on my square, right? But now you're open in a healthy amount of chaos. I just love that because I think when you think about Scorpio, we're like one of the ones that have a whole bunch of signs. Like we have the phoenix, the eagle, the serpent, and the scorpion. And so now you understand how to navigate, I would say definitely go back and listen to the um, self-care 
um, oracle on chaos. But again, I think that you're actually okay. Me being uh, Scorpio sun, I think that we are in that place where we understand healthy chaos. Whether you've listened to that message or subconsciously you've worked through the energy in your own way, kudos to you. Like, shout outs to you. That's amazing. I love it. Like, I listen, are we Gucci? I think we're good. <laughs> It says, right now, your coexistence with another or with the team might benefit greatly from a quick sweep of the broom. If you're unhealthy chaos, if there's unhealthy chaos creeping into the coded Excel doc of your shared responsibilities, you'll probably probably relish the opportunity to streamline some of your processes to uncomplicate what can actually be very simple be very simple in order to make your life run smoother. So it's just, again, just keep it short, simple, sweet, and to the point. Might run into some chaos in your Excel sheet, um, but just streamline the process, uncomplicate things, sweep out, you know, that sweeping, a quick sweep of the broom is just go through and just clear out whatever cells, you know, or whatever information doesn't serve you. Easy peasy cover girl right? Easy breezy cover girl. Easy peasy is another phrase too. (laughs) It says asking pointed questions for more efficiency or clarity around your own wellness also counts. Hmm. You know, I'm so curious to find out what, you know what, let me try to do it real quick. I'm going to look at the moon placement on April 2nd. I have the moon calendar open. Uh, let me go really, really quick as I'm about to run out of time. And this is going to be a long podcast, but let's go into, so April, let's just look and see where the moon is going to be on April 2nd. It's going to be in Aries and that's going to affect your head, your teeth, your tongue, and your arteries. So I say all of that to say, it's also going to be a waxing crescent, which means that if you have pain in these areas, it could expand. And so the um, the reason I think that this was so curious to me is because it's, it's saying asking pointed questions for more efficiency or clarity around your own wellness. If you have to go to the doctor for any one of those areas or pay attention to maybe you might have sensitivity in those areas, go in understanding that you need to have a little bit of clarity, asking for clarity and be very direct about what's going on with your health in those areas. <clears throat> on April 2nd, a literal or metaphor oracle diagnosis of some kind helps you cut through the confusion and reach for the right remedies. Yeah. So just pay attention, extra attention to your health, what's going on there. Very interesting. You might have headaches. There's natural remedies for that. I actually found out that Himalayan salt is really good. A little bit of salt water and just like a teaspoon of of, uh, Himalayan salt in the morning with some water. Um, If you're kind of waking up with a headache, I forget what the other organs were again, too, but just pay attention to that. Do some research, get a second opinion if it feels prudent, but remain wide open to the poignant insights that flood your awareness on this day. All right, so let's go. 26 minutes. Ugh, I am getting a little bit tired. Um, Sagittarius. All right, so 26 minutes, Saggies. Let's see, 26 minutes. Sagittarius, Sagittarius, I have a way of saying it, Sagittarius, okay, 
So uh, Sagittarius, sun or Sagittarius rising, it says, to flow out of you, it has to flow through you first. I like it. To wind up in the delta where all the rivers lead to one, you must first start through your own tributaries with the same zeal and excitement that you afford to the imagined outcome. That's a deep statement there. says, treat these next couple of weeks like a spirited jog through your creative channels or a masterclass intensive in asking for what you want Ooh, from your lover. Listen, I already, if I'm not mistaken, I already did the erotic astrology on you guys, Sagittarius. Listen, you are <laughs> not to be played with. But you know what? Um, It's talking here, and, and there was another, um, I, I'm running out of time, but there was another um, zodiac that had to do the same thing too. It affects the intimacy, whatever is going on here right now, it's going to affect for those of you who are in a relationship, um, intimate relationship with a companion, husband, significant other. Um, so, but the same combo too, creative channels, I think for work. And it says, but a masterclass intensive in asking for what you want from your lover. Okay, your lover can be incarnate and your lover can um, be the muse. No matter how you you choose to look at it, things will start to move a lot quicker when you opt for direct, concise language that sizzles with simplicity. Get it. Go get it. It says, don't be shy and don't dance around your vulnerabilities. This beeline is headed straight into the heart of a core wound or insecurity you've been unraveling since 2018. So that's talking about that Chiron energy, okay? On April 2nd, especially, the needle brings the thread home. Your willingness to be open with the rawness that sometimes comes with being a creative or a parent or a person negotiating their sexuality will help you get unstuck in more ways than one. Oh, I'm so excited for you, Sagittarius. I really do wish you the best. Um... I will be doing a self-care oracle on Saturday, um, but just know around that time, April 2nd, all of us are going to be going through it, darling, all of it, all of us. But um, I really like that this is giving you an area of closure out of all of the zodiacs. I would say, you know, you've been going this through this since 2018, and when they talk about the needle bringing the thread home, it's something at the end of the day, it's beautiful tapestry. It's a part of who you are, but just closing up any loose gaps. So I have three more to go. I'm going to close this out here. And then next we're going to go into Aquarius. All right, let's go. Okay. All right. Now let's get into this one. Aquarius sun and Aquarius rising. It says, you're going to want a notebook handy for these next couple of weeks. Hmm. Your creative spark is alive and seeking an any available outlet. Ooh, in times like this, it's best not to question the output. Automatic writing exercises and freestyle open mic nights are both relevant mediums for containing your, your spitfire. I just love this energy. It just makes so much sense. I think Aquarius, you, you are the, when I think Aquarius, I automatically think creative. And I low-key kind of think a little bit of expression. 
Um, and what I love about this one is like, you are the type of person who's probably going to be singing, painting, cooking something, writing something, writing those blogs. Definitely any of the um, ways of expression are not limited to you. Super excited for the conversations are going to be coming up. I'm going to be tuned into hearing what Aquariuses have to say around this time. But yeah, keep your creative spark alive and seek any and all available outlets. In times like this, it's best not to question the output, automatic writing exercises, and freestyle open mics. So it says, writing out, writing it out is what helps you get unstuck. You might be coming up hard against a personal wall or limitation that frustrates your efforts to put any sort of foot forward. <clears throat> Self-expression of the no-bounds bard Yo, um, says self-expression of the no holds barred variety can be extremely medicinal for unpacking your traumas, and I've mentioned it before, but um, I really like this writing because they're really addressing how each of us are dealing with the Chiron energy, um, and that's dealing like with the wounded warrior energy or any wounds that come up. So this is just letting you know self-expression can be extremely medicinal for unpacking your traumas. Trust me when I say all of us, like all 12 of us are going through it. I've been reading through them. So um, yeah, just feel free to just express. And it says no bars hold. Okay. It says it also has a great deal of practical utility for dealing directly for working directly through your own knots. <clears throat> this is the third time I've seen the word knots. Knots came up for Virgo and also for Libra. Um, and it's the whole idea that, you know, um, you're kind of analyzing before you, you go in, but it's something that needs to be unraveled. Um, who knows, you might have some create... Um, artwork out of knots. You may also draw knots or use knots in your jewelry or in your hairstyles or talk about it in your music. So, but yeah, practical way of dealing, working through your knots. It says the most potent healing insights arrive on April 2nd, but don't assume they have to flow out of your pen. Make it a point to enter the fray of your immediate environment. A conversation with the barista, a jaunt around town. I don't know what a jaunt is, but it's obviously a person. Um, or a phone call with the bestie can increase the odds of the right message finding you. Okay, so now we're going to go, I would say at the four minute mark, y'all, this is going to be a little bit weird. At the four minute mark, we're going to go into Pisces. So four minutes. And also, I need to... So did we do, we did Pisces and Sagittarius, and we also did Aquarius was at the beginning. Aquarius was at the top. So <laughs> y'all are going to see the um, top of number three. <laughs> I need to get a virtual assistant for moments like this, because I'm not going to go back and listen to this. But um I'm going to try to piece it together mathematically the best way I know how. So if you're a Pisces sun or Pisces, um, 
rising. I'm going to make it 445. Let me make that real quick. Let me just make it five for Pisces. Let's just make it five. Hold on. It's, it's, it's. Here we go. Okay, so if you're a Pisces, um, sun or rising. Okay, it says money isn't always easy to talk about. Neither are the sore spots we harbor around our perceived value. Perhaps right now you can take a big breath and steamroll over your own hesitation to air out your thoughts. Hmm. Interesting. The other placement that got um, the importance of talking about being frank about money was Virgo. Okay. If you have any Virgo friends, um, you know, or people that you notice are being more communicative about money and finances, you might feel that that's a safe place for you to go in and talk with them and express yourself and work through some things. But yeah, it says money isn't always easy to talk about. I think that's actually going to be helpful to some people. But I would say, yeah, if you have any Virgo friends or people you notice are comfortable talking about money, especially around this two-week period of time, definitely. You know, it says cut quick and hot to the point of what wants to be expressed. Cut quick and hot to the point of what wants to be expressed. Know that at least some of what you're saying has ancient roots that stretch back generations. You know, um, one of the ways that Pisces is, is, is described is, a, is a, as a philosopher. Um, you, Whether it's conscious or subconsciously, you've learned to mas- master each of the different zodiacs and also there is kind of like that whole ascended master energy that comes with it and so here you're being um trying um being called to trust your intuition right your inner knowing your inner remembrance know that at least some of what you're saying right has ancient roots that stretch back generations and you know what um in the podcast before this one, it really might help you if you take the time to listen through it because I kind of talk a little bit about how you can navigate this energy. And we are going into um, Pisces. Jupiter is going into Pisces for the whole year of 2022, which will be complimentary to you. But um, one of the things that came up when we were talking about it in the last podcast was Pisces, you you know your stuff whether it's consciously or subconsciously, intuitively, you know, but you are being challenged um, to be able to talk and to teach, okay? And if you don't speak, it's going to affect the collective, right? And when you think about a philosopher, the philosopher has to do with the molding of the minds, right? And for there to be a change, this is complementary because you're helping to bring forth the Aquarius energy by the transformation of the mind, right? So just something to think about. It says, talk about the things your ancestors couldn't or didn't know how to, to talk about them. Let a loved one in on what you're unpacking, right? So very much that energy, um, Mercury and Aries is just encouraging you, like, 
you're a philosopher. Speak, share your ideas, your thoughts. Share it with a loved one. Share with them the thought process of how you unpack these things like the Ancient of Days, right? It says, break it down into a clear, simple budget that supports you both. So I was talking a little bit about money too. I think that this is um really supplementary energy because... Um, anytime you have things rolling around in your mind and you're, um, not marinating or musing, um, the word will come to me, but anytime these thoughts are going through your mind, nothing helps more than to write them down. And so in breaking it down, it starts to help you unpack literally, right? Um, and write things out. And then now you'll have a clear, simple budget that supports you both. I like that. It says, don't be surprised if a lot of what you're processing around your own material needs is really just an indirect way of working through an even bigger, harder knot wedged deep in your mind. So this is what, the fourth time I've heard the word knot, it came up for Virgo, Libra, um, Sagittarius, if I'm not mistaken, and now with you, Pisces. Don't be surprised if a lot of what you're processing around your material needs is really just an indirect way of working through um, even bigger, harder not what's deep in your mind. But the solution is so simple, right? Write it out. Talk it through. Okay? The rawest and most medicinal insights burn brightly on April 2nd. And just so you're aware, all of us are going to, all of the zodiacs are going to be going through this April 2nd. That's on a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So be gentle with yourself. Know we're all going through it. You're aware of what it feels like for you, and you're going to get to see how other people are going through and how they handle this energy, okay? So it says by April 7th and 8th, at least some of what you're doing may amount to functional solutions. And this really makes sense. Like I said, this is so cool, you guys, for me. I am getting a little bit sleepy, so I'm cutting it a little bit short. Oh, wait, Pisces, you're my last one. When I tell you I promise you I'm going to fall asleep, I had um, a little nighttime snack that's really was supposed to help me fall asleep. Um, And so it has the Himalayan salt, the honey, and um, fruits that have high potassium in there and magnesium, and it is kicking in. But um, like I said, you know, the previous podcast talks about all of this stuff, functional solutions. When I tell you, you can't make this stuff up and it's so synchronistic. And um, I think that, you know, I'm kind of learning who's going to like what. I would say that this energy that I've been within the last podcast and this one, it is instructional. I do take my time. I do go through each of the pieces and I kind of highlight some of the pointers, but the synchronicity is there. Um, Some of you will be able to just go with it intuitively, but I would say that this is supplementary. I would say Pisces, if you're sun or rising like it is here, that message from the last podcast where we were talking about the transition from Pisces to Aries is going to be very helpful because one of the things that came up was functional solutions. It like the language is just the same. And it's so it's moments like this that I love being an Oracle because just Every time you think that you kind of, you know, want to second guess yourself, 
it's like the synchronicity is right there. I'll just go and just turn to something in the book and read it and kind of tell you what I'm feeling intuitively and then pull up this random article and it will be telling you the same sequence of events, right? Some amount um, may amount to functional solutions. And like I said, that last podcast is really going to walk you through how to get to financial solutions, how you get through from, because when it was talking here about the thoughts that are deep in your mind, Pisces, you're a very, you're a headspace person. You stay in your head, you stay dreaming, you stay manifesting, you stay deep in your thoughts. That's where the philosophy part of it comes through. You're a deep thinker. Um, and, but you're also original and with that, you manifest beautiful things and manifest wealth and you manifest things that people have never seen or heard of before. But one of the things that you're being encouraged to do with this energy, right? I, this is so perfect because I'm going to reiterate it here for those of you who are just going to come in for this one little message and then be blessed and butterfly away, right? And just fly away type of a thing. But um, the energy is supposed to be like supplements. The way that the planetary placements are set up, it's like divine source really orchestrated this um, kind of like a um, they planned out our menu and our our things so that we could be um, come out stronger. Talked earlier in the beginning about medicine, right? And Pisces, you're being given this supplementary energy. You just had your birthday. You manifest. You know when you blew out that birthday candle, you made a wish, and you were in that dream space, and you've been thinking about that ever since, and you probably will continue to be riding that energy as we go into, uh, Jupiter goes into Pisces for the rest of 2023, you're going to be dreaming even more deep wedged in your mind, these beautiful things, Um, but like I said in that last podcast, Definitely go back and listen to it, but the way that Divine Source orchestrated this for you is you're you are give, being given Mercury in um in Aries, your communication style, your expression style, right? It's um it's gonna if you are willing to receive it, right? Receive the medicine or the supplement or the multivitamin. If you are willing to embrace this energy, you're going to come out learning to vocalize and to speak and to teach these beautiful things that you were brought here to share, right? You're going to speak them into existence and speak them into people around you and speak life into people around you. Um, not just now, but in business, it's going to be something that expands. And the other thing I wanted to just kind of mention, I am a little bit sleepy. I do apologize, but I do need to get off. And I, I am kind of reiterating some of the major takeaways from the last podcast. But I will say here, you want to be careful that you're not staying in victim mode. That's the shadow side of um, Pisces. But you want to um, celebrate the victor part of it. And the other part is being able to express yourself, right? To express yourself. And um, it talked about here about breaking things down into clear 
a clear and simple way, writing it down, breaking things down. And um, in doing that, you're looking for solutions. And so if you are transitioning, this happens to you every year for your birthday. You find that pole where you've been dreaming and you make your birthday wish. And trust me, you feel it just like the rest of us do. But now you're asked to shift gears and move into action, into into um, into making things happen, into thinking things through concisely and what are the end results and committing to those dreams and thoughts that you've been wishing for, all right, committing to solutions, okay, so with that being said, you know, I really enjoyed this one, I'm gonna check and see, you know, this is stuff I do anyways to get a better understanding of my tribe and for myself, I do have Pisces in my chart. Um, and so this is my way of understanding all of y'all. Y'all are all a piece of me. You're all my spiritual booze and my spiritual babes and uh, my spiritual loves. And and I, I think it's such a blessing to have that placement because it allows me to resonate with more people Um, I won't go into where my placement is. I've mentioned it before in other podcasts, but I'm kind of learning, you know, um, you share the placements with, with only, you know, a few very intimate people, but, um, it's something that, um, you know, I've heard people just say you don't share your whole chart with everyone, but, but know that I do have Pisces placements and, and, it, it comes across in the way that I do things. I'm saying this to say I was going to do this anyways. I'm going to look at the numbers and see. I know the last time I did a really long um, <laughs> podcast was in December and I went through each of the signs and that one was so beautiful. All the messages that were in there, but just a few people listened and I get it because it's so long and then I don't even know what I'm going to do with the timestamps. I think I might just upload this in the morning because I'm so sleepy right now. It's not even fun. Um, normally I have a hard time falling asleep and I would be up until two or three in the morning, but it's 1152 and I'm that, that, that fruit salad that I had really is just, it feels so good. Oh my gosh. I'm going to fall asleep right around midnight. Ah, amazing. Um, but yeah, so it it really feels nice because I think part of the human experience is you want to resonate with people, you want to identify with other people, you want to connect with other people, you want to understand other people and to be understood. And so this, I really enjoyed this. Um, I'm really excited for those of you who are going to take advantage of this. I kind of low-key hope that some of you are kind of taking the same path as me and understanding that if you really could listen to each of the signs, it's going to help you understand better ways to communicate, better ways to express yourself, better ways to understand those people around you at work, at home, right, um, in the world around you. But um, but we will get there. I think that my child will get there. And it, it, it sometimes it can feel like work a little bit, like, you know, um, but hopefully it's just p- passively learning the information and getting insights. Um, but, but yeah, so 
all right, my loves, I'm going to doze off. It's kind of funny because when I think about it, sometimes I'm like, oh, dope. I shouldn't have said that because, you know, somebody's going to be listening to this in on a at their lunch break when it's hot outside and the sun is out and I'm saying I'm so sleepy and I'm about to fall asleep and it's almost midnight but it is what it is all right so wherever you are at the time that you hear this um I like it also because I'm giving you kind of like a um how would you say it, uh, advanced notice? Cause I think I just happened to come across this article, but sometimes it would be right on the cusp or the day of, but this gives you a little bit of time, um, to, to know what you're anticipating. Sometimes some of us, especially if you have a lot of water in your chart, like I do, you might already start to be feeling these energies. I would say even as early as this weekend, and so now you're understanding why people are being more vocal. <laughs> you're going to notice that going up into April 2nd, um, going into, you know, April 7th and 8th, it's like, dang, I didn't know you were vocal like that. And they might just feel like, yeah, I just, all of a sudden the shy person is just sharing how they feel, or they might share a poem or a song with you or or say something, or you might see a blogger, content creator saying things that they never really talked about before and how they conquered and how they made things or talking more about finances. And it's going to be a beautiful thing and it's going to be beautiful energy. And I really want us to celebrate the victories because, um, you know, Chiron, and then it's so interesting that we're dealing with the Chiron energy and then also heading into, again, Pisces and uh, Jupiter and Pisces, but I'm going to be looking to see how all of us celebrate how we have overcome, how we've come out of this pandemic, come out of, you know, lineages, like they said before, childhood stuff, how we've made it, how we've conquered, sharing our stories, expressing ourselves. And and like I mentioned at the beginning, I just thought it was so interesting when Florence Chauvel uh, Scoville mentioned that it's four things in actuality that make us a well-rounded, enlightened, higher conscious person. It's being healthy in love, in health, in wealth, and expression. Expression, full expression of self. So super sleepy, you guys. And it's interesting too, you know, I probably could commit to shorter podcasts. It's so funny because I'm so chatty right now, but I think that I want to honor that and explore what that means. And so that maybe the, the next couple of weeks, my oracles will be shorter and sweeter and straight and direct and to the point. I want to learn to master that. I think that, um, Part of being an oracle is being able to be a storyteller or to make sure I'm really driving home some points. But I think that even to be complimentary to the collective, <laughs> this is the long-winded message. But as we head into next week, um, I, I this is a lot for me to think about. And I'm going to think about how to make them short, sweet, concise, direct, to the point, with clarity, with direction, right? Celebrating the victories. So, <sighs> That's me snoring. (laughs) All right. Until the next podcast, be blessed. Have a powerful, upbeat, and productive week. I want to hear from you. You know, 
I'm not, this is so funny. I'm doing this in my sleep, but I, I really want to encourage you to find a way to express yourself. I'm I'm really being led to just say that. Even if it's for the first time in a long time, um, as I was going through the zodiacs, it was one of those things where different people are going to express it in different ways. Some, like Aquarius, are just free to, to just be so creative. But I think that I want to hear from you energetically in some way. Even if for some of you it means you're going to write um, something out. I don't mean that you have to share it with the world. And in some, for some of you in the Zodiacs, you were kind of told that you don't need to and shouldn't. But write. They were told, still told to write. So I want to encourage you, you know, this Saturday, this weekend, as we're dealing with the energy, write a poem, write a short story, write a song, sing a song, um, paint something, draw something, um, record a podcast. You might not even have to upload it, but express yourself. Those of you who are in a, in a relationship, great time to sit and talk with your partner right? And it's going to be so interesting. You know, I will caution you and I will say this. Um, we know we're dealing with Chiron energy. We know that there, that if you're going to create that loving space, it almost makes me want to do a sacred sex energy exchange also because um, an oracle on that. Because if you're in a relationship, this is one of those times where the, 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 the vocal is going to come out, conscious or subconscious. You're going to notice some people are conscious, some people are not, but it's going to come out, I promise you. I'm looking forward to see how this unfolds and manifests in different people. But if you're in an intimate relationship with your significant other, try the best you can this Saturday. You're both going to be just as chatty as I've been here. And, but with that being said, some of the things that might come up are going to be about childhood and traumas and the way they survived. And so you're going to want to make sure that you're creating a nurturing space that's conducive to that. Maybe not the time to go somewhere that's loud and noisy and a lot of distractions. And especially, I think there was one when we were doing the erotic astrology. There was one of y'all, it was just kind of like, you will get straight up disrespected and get your feelings hurt because that type of person is going to be distracted and and now you're going to get your feelings hurt and you might be hurting their feelings. This Saturday, try to make a time where it's really quiet, you know, and it's just you in the fireplace or at the beach or a picnic and you can talk, I promise you that is going to be such a beautiful bond and it's really going to reignite a sense of intimacy, intimacy. I, I, I already, I'm calling it, I already see it. So um, just be aware of that. Even if it's just for a short moment in time and the candlelight dinners, the softness, the the gentleness, the serenity, serenity and the harmony. Okay. So. With that being said, (laughs) take care.